Chasing Content is a podcast for mid-career freelancers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who are looking to discover more resources and connections. After all, your business doesn't stop, so why should the conversation? Hello, hello. You are in for a treat today. I mean, if you consider facing your fears head on and dealing with life's changes a treat, of course. Something you'll come to realize, especially the longer you're in business, is that work is a constant ebb and flow, whether that's with money, the people you work with, and your emotions surrounding the work you do. Originally, I had planned to use this episode to talk about recovery from losing a client, but as I started planning this all out, it evolved into so much more, and I decided to shift this topic to handling change rather than recovering. Because recovery to me has this negative connotation of getting set back and having to pick up pieces and regroup, whereas with change, that to me is more like being on a path and coming up to a fork in the road and having to make decisions on which way to go. So you're still moving forward, you're just shifting directions a bit. If you had a chance to listen to last week's episode, you know I touched on the fact that a few months ago, I ended up having to part ways with my oldest and largest client. This was due to a merger happening with a client and another major player in the field. And unfortunately, um, contractors across the board were first to be cut. So. While I didn't go kicking and screaming, I was pretty sad. The client, like I said, was the first major one I landed right after going freelance full-time, and over the last few years, I developed a solid relationship with them. They gave me enormous amounts of room to be creative, put a lot of trust in me, and I got to the point where I knew their work inside and out. So when the time came where I was no longer working with them, there was this weird gap in my life that I felt immediately that I needed to fill it, both time and financially speaking. When you get into a routine, whether that's a good one or a bad one, it becomes so ingrained throughout your day. My usual day when I was working with this client consisted of anywhere between five to 20 emails per day between me and the members of their team. My main work expectation was managing their social media accounts, and because they were the recruiting arm of the main organization, it was a heavily involved daily process. And peppered in throughout these days, I'd work on content for hiring events and ongoing campaigns they were promoting, and so communicating and working with them every day was normal, and I could almost predict when to expect emails and calls So I'd actually balance my other clients around their very predictable schedule. This was my routine with them. They were consistent and easy. And when you're being pulled in several directions and having to change pace to match different clients' work styles on any given day, you definitely appreciate consistent and easy. And I was getting paid. So all was good, right? Wrong. Dun, 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 cue dramatic music. Something I didn't realize was happening until I started vocalizing it to my business coach a few months ago was how much consistent and easy was actually making me a crappier business person. I had worked with this client for three years. I could predict their schedules. 
I remade and recycled content regularly because the industry they were in wasn't as cutting edge as other clients I was working with, and I stopped being challenged. I was going above and beyond on tasks after a while, not because it was ever asked of me, but because I wasn't being challenged and wanted to change things up, whether I realized this consciously or not. Like I said before, they gave me enormous amounts of room to be creative, but in as nice of a way as I can say this, the work just simply wasn't complex or challenging. And this sort of meh approach began spreading into other parts of my life, both professionally and personally. I was super grateful for the other clients I was working with because the work would vary day to day. I had and still have a lot of same day or immediate turnarounds on projects. And I know I'm an outlier when I say this because I feel like I thrive in organized chaos and actually have no major issues with same day project turnarounds. But even with finding some solace and other projects I had on my plate, I couldn't shake this overarching feeling of melancholy and apathy toward work itself. I just wasn't excited. But as mentioned before, when we get into routines, both good and bad, it becomes our day-to-day. I was used to being apathetic about my work. And even though the contract ending was actually a huge blessing in disguise for my professional mental state, I wasn't ready for any sort of change. And as humans, we're just naturally resistant to change. Change causes our brain to feel like it's losing control, and that feeling is definitely fueled by fear. That's why so many people who are considering taking the quote-unquote leap into freelancing feel this need to create the perfect environment and check everything off their list to feel secure enough to take the plunge. That way it makes them feel in control of their outcome. So for me, no longer having this very predictable client who took up a large part of my day-to-day Well, it felt like the foundation of my business was starting to crumble. And I know it's a bit dramatic, yes, but imagine doing anything for three years, whether healthy or toxic, it's comfortable. After having my call with a client that officially stated the day services would end, I remember hanging up the phone and sitting in silence. My brain was still processing, and I don't think I actually gave it real time to do so. Because within two minutes, I G-chatted my fiance. They're canceling their contract. There goes my income. And there you have it. My brain wasn't done processing the overall news, but it definitely had enough time to realize where my priorities with this client stood at the time this all went down. I realized I wasn't sad about not working with them because the work was exciting or because I was doing cool things. I was sad about losing money. They were great people to work with, but if I had to truly be introspective and take a look back on the time I had with this client, I would have easily recognized I had checked out many moons ago. These key indicators became so prevalent after the contract ended, but I was so blind to the fact I was doing certain things while I was in it. Over the course of my business, I've hired a few people for some help, and the only work I ever passed over to these people was work involving this client. I was super protective of the other client work I had on my plate because that was what was really fueling me to stay excited. But man, when it came down to the projects I had for this client, I was like Oprah. I was basically like, you get a project and you get a project. I actually had hired an amazingly helpful woman at one point to solely take on this client's work because I just wasn't present in it anymore. 
So after that message with my fiance, I had some more time to process and I just started crying. I went into full on panic mode. We had just bought a house. We have a wedding coming up. I had plans to make some big financial investments to go back into my business. And all of these things were supported with the money I was making with this client and poof, no more. It made me realize just how much I was coasting. Remember earlier how I said I was becoming a crappier business person in general? Well, it's because consistent and easy with consistent, easy money made me not want to do any new client outreach or continue to build relationships. I was coasting and in my mind leading up to all of this change, I was thinking 2020, that's when I'll get back into it. Well, 2020 became September 2019 because my coast and ass hit a huge speed bump. I was so fearful of not having money, which is wrong for a few reasons. One, I clearly had shifted my priorities from what they were when I first started freelancing, which was to do something that actually made me happy, and two, to get out of the toxic corporate world that gave me stress ulcers. I had never been a person to subscribe to the scarcity mentality until I had an abundance of something. It's something I talked about heavily with my business coach over the past year, and I think freelancers and entrepreneurs in particular struggle with this. In the earlier stages, especially if you're building something from the ground up, many of us worked project to project and probably experienced lulls when it came to finding these projects. There wasn't a guaranteed paycheck twice a month anymore, and when we got paid, it was grounds for celebration. I think the stage actually crippled me subconsciously. I'll be honest and say that I was very fortunate to make pretty decent money while I worked corporate, and though I may not have saved as much as I probably should have during this stage of my life, I never felt like I was living paycheck to paycheck, so I was pretty liberal with how I spent my money. So when I became a full-time freelancer, because early on, I wasn't sure how long it'd be between projects and getting paid, I saved like a mad woman. I am as thrifty as can be, so if you need tips on finding great deals and bargains, I'm your girl. However, when I started getting consistent work and paid comfortably, this feeling never really went away, and my relationship with money changed greatly. Unless I was spending money to go directly back into my business or it was an absolute necessity, I was stingy as hell when it came to spending money on myself. And oh boy, you want to talk introspection? Take the one thing you've been super particular about and change that up and check out how your response is to it because that'll tell you everything. I didn't like the fact that I became so money focused because that's not something or someone who I ever thought I wanted to be or intended to be when I began freelancing. I get to do something I genuinely love every day, and that's what I sought out from the start. So when I got gut-checked that my priorities shifted so greatly after losing my client, I took some personal time to reevaluate some aspects of my life and to drop the panic meter down from about 100. First, I was asking myself what was actually causing this fear. Is this change something I can control itself or am I only able to control my reaction through this experience? And last, how do I close this gap? So first, what was actually causing this fear? For me, it was losing money with a scarcity mindset I had developed over time that was driving my reaction. I recognized that this was an irrational fear because my finances were not in ruin and I have some pretty amazing clients that I'm still working with and I do get random one-off projects throughout the months. 
Okay, so panic meter is down to about an 84 now. Next, was this something I could control itself or am I only able to control my reaction to it? Well, because it was not my decision to be made and the outcome was pretty much set in stone to no longer work with this client, it's fair to say I couldn't control the situation itself. However, I was a thousand percent in control of my response. I finally saw past these rose-colored glasses and realized this client had taken up time and energy to the point where I didn't have any room left to take on anything big, new, and exciting. Once I recognized that space was opening up for me to embrace new challenges, that space started filling up with new and exciting things. Panic meter, about a 57 now. Which brings me to the last question I asked myself. How do I close this gap? This was more or less two parts. The first being that I needed to stop chasing money and get back to pursuing clients and projects that got me fired up again. And the second part was understanding that money will follow. Chasing money is not true to who I am at all. So when I'm prioritizing that over what actually makes me happy, I create a less than ideal space where the wrong things are leading my decision-making and I end up saying yes to things I would have otherwise turned down in a heartbeat. Things like disrespectful clients, projects that challenge my moral compass, and just things that have no business being on my plate. So I started reaching out to companies and people who I knew I'd be exciting working with, and guess what happened? I filled that gap up with much, much better suited projects and work for where I am in my business stage now. I cleared space to welcome in a Fortune 100 company, as well as some super fun, exciting small businesses that were ready to take on the world. I still know I'm not the best when it comes to change, but making a conscious effort on how I react when change happens has made a world of difference. Cue the cliche, right? I definitely think those who are resistant to change as a freelancer are likely stuck in ruts or feeling frustrated at the state their business is currently in. Something I heard recently that stuck with me is that so much of today's work is getting automated and positions are being farmed out to robots and machines, but creativity is one of the things that can't be replicated quite yet by a machine. So the need for creatives and creative freelancers is such a necessity for industries across the board and then to combine that with being adaptable and flexible, especially to shifts in these industries and their markets, that's what really makes a huge difference. So for me, losing my client initially felt like I was failing and I needed to recover from the damage I had played out in my mind. But in reality, it was an opportunity to recognize the need for change and see the positivity in it. If this event didn't happen, I'm pretty confident in saying my mental health would probably be even more on the decline. I wouldn't have had the space to take on the work that's giving me so much more joy now. And I probably would have ended 2019 lacking ambition and goals for challenging myself in the new year or allowed myself to be open to necessary adjustments that should have been happening anyway. So if you're feeling like you're in a state of content, I believe it's definitely important to ask yourself if you're comfortable because everything is going swimmingly, or if it's because you've adapted to less than ideal situations. If you feel like change is in the air, don't go running from it, but instead check your life temperature, see what sort of impact could happen if you allow things to be shaken up a bit, 
and just go with the flow. Whew. Anyway, that is all for today. So thanks again for listening and I'll catch you next episode.